It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It is the Locked On NHL podcast, the Tuesday edition of the show. Joe DiBiase from Locked On Sabres and Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs. We were actually in the chat here a couple of minutes before I started recording here because, like, Mike, I know just from talking to you that I know you're kind of in the same mode now, but it's it's hard for me to focus on the NHL for this podcast because I'm so into the NFL draft and I can't wait for Thursday night. I'm with you, man. I'm I'm a huge draft nerd no matter what sport it is, but for whatever, I just love the draft. And right now it's, it's like basically full steam ahead on the NFL draft, and we spent mm-hmm. The first like 10 minutes of this conversation <laughs> before we started recording, just talking about the NFL draft and what's going to happen with the Bills and the Colts yep. and who our favorite prospects are. And then we're like, you know, we should probably get going and talk some hockey podcast <laughs> up there. So here we are. I, th- I think we could spend the next 20 minutes talking hockey instead of football. Yeah, we could. And then we could spend an hour after if we want talking football okay. <laughs> pretty yeah. easily. Um, so yeah, Thursday night is the NFL draft. Like I know, like for me, I got the Sabers playing that night. Like it's going to be tough to uh, to focus on those games, but got to do the job. And we are in the home stretch of the season, so there's a lot of interesting things happening uh, off the ice. We have TV contracts for the NHL. Two new networks going forward, and NBC is out. This is for the United States, of course. Um, so we'll talk about what that means for the league and their broadcast partners, and what it could look like going forward. We've got a race developing for the top seed in the East Division that we can take a look at. And Connor McDavid is maybe going to get to 100 points in a 56-game season, which is just mind-blowing. So we'll look at that as well. I want to start, though, because last week, Mike, we were talking about the Marlowe record, Patrick Marlowe breaking Gordie Howe's games played record. I think we did the podcast the night before or maybe the day of. I right, think we like did it, the day the day after because I remember we were referencing okay. the gloves and how they screwed up the gloves and the grammar was wrong and the Leafs logo was different and that yeah. photo came out the day of I believe right okay yes that that's yeah. right um so in the course of that conversation I had forgotten I had two records written down that I wanted to reference that could be the next ones that get broken and we talked a lot about Alex Ovechkin and his chase for Wayne Gretzky's record but the one that I forgot to mention is. Do you know the status of the the Ironman streak, the most consecutive games played in NHL history? Um, because that's another one that's kind of in the window here. Now, if you don't know, Doug Jarvis currently has the record from 1975 to 1987. He played 964 games in a row. There are three active players with active streaks going that all could conceivably catch Jarvis. And I think one of them does it, if not maybe even two of them. And that's another major record that could get broken here. Keith Yandel is currently on the second longest Ironman streak in NHL history with 916. He has not missed a game since March of 2009. Patrick Marlowe is fourth on this list. He's at 902 games played. Now, the thing with Marlowe, though, is there might be controversy if he ever breaks it. He's got... 62 games to go he would have to come back again next season I'm not sure I see that happening but let's say he did if he came back he did miss games but he wasn't under contract with a team after the Leafs traded him to Carolina and then Carolina bought him out 
there were a few games that went by before he ended up in San Jose under contract, but because he wasn't under contract, technically his Ironman streak is still intact. So he's at 902. And then the guy I hope breaks it because, you know, there a lot of media guys that I interact with, like I, I like they're, they're nice guys, but there are, I just kind of want to watch the the media explode. If Phil Kessel ever breaks the Ironman record, he's at eight, <laughs> he's at, He's at 893. He is 71 games off the record. Um, so I personally am rooting hard for Phil Kessel to break that record. Yeah, if there's anything about Phil, it's that he is durable. And, and you know, some may say, yeah, it's because he just skates around the ice and doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know what? That would be incredible if 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 Phil ends up breaking the record. Um, mm-hmm. Marlo... I mean, I don't know if I would buy into the controversy there, to be quite honest with you. I I think Mm -hmm. it is what it is. The thing that gets me was, and this is why I kind of don't like this record, because the NHL considers games like so differently, right? Like for this Ironman streak, remember when Andrew Cugliano was like on the longest Ironman streak in the NHL, and then he got suspended and the suspension killed that streak. And it was like right. the dumbest suspension of all time too. And it was just brutal. I think he's been healthy scratch since then. So I guess that mm-hmm. also would have killed it regardless. But like, there's some silly things that the NHL considers, mm-hmm. you know, appropriate and inappropriate when it comes to counting towards games in an Ironman streak. So I always think that that record is, is slightly yeah. finicky in itself. Um, and I even remember like Austin Matthews, his goal streak that he was on uh, at one point during the season, it was like um, he had done it oh, in I know 13 yep. games in a row, but because he had missed two games, they started his goal, his point streak right. after he came back from the games because he didn't play. It was like, well, he's still scoring 13 straight of his games. It's like, I don't know. There's yes. some weird rules to like the, the NHL awards uh, or records books that mm. are sometimes I find just to be like so weird. And the Iron Man streak is, is kind of another one of those things. Like you said, there, there's slight controversy when it comes to it, when it comes to, to Patrick Marlowe. But regardless, the guy has, has been a, a clean bill of health basically his entire career. Mm. And he's somebody who's, you know, not just a, uh, a fluff player who's just out there skating on the ice. You know, he gets, he gets grindy, he gets dirty, gets in there, gets pucks, goes into the mm-hmm. corner. He's, he's a good solid player has been for a long time. Uh, so if he ends up getting that streak, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. Cogliano, by the way, that was double maddening because not only did he have the longest Ironman streak going, he had not missed a game in 11 years of his career. And yeah, to start to start his career, he had not missed a game. That was crazy. And then, yeah, I know what you mean about the Matthew streak because that happened to Eichel. Actually, I think it was last year. He had like a 23 game point streak going and he missed one game with a concussion or something like he some injury that he missed like one individual game for. And then the NHL said, well, your streak is over. But then he came back and just had points in like five straight games. I was like, okay, well. In the last 30 games he's played, he has a point in each of them, but you don't want to consider it a 30-game point streak? Like, uh, Yeah, you're right. There's some maddening, weird stuff that the NHL does yeah. with those records. Um, speaking of stats, while we're on the subject and like looking at numbers, I do want to get to Connor McDavid here. Uh, do you think he's going to get to 100 points? He's at 81, which is mind-blowing, in 46 games played. 
he needs 19 points the rest of the way. He had four last night against the Winnipeg Jets. He has, <laughs> what, 10 in his last three games? The way he's going now, I, I think he might do it, and I think that might be one of the one of the most impressive accomplishments I've seen in the NHL in, in recent years, if he does. I say he does it because Connor McDavid is one of the most driven people I have ever seen in my life. And when Connor wants to do something, Connor does something. I think getting to a hundred is a goal that he set for himself. And when he got yep. like, he got close, right? Like as he started approaching it, I think he saw it in the last couple of weeks and said, this is somewhat like actually in reach. I'm going to go for it. And he's been unbelievable since. Like, he really is. He's the best player on the planet. And he's showing us once again why that's the case. And with seven games to go or 10 games to go, I think 19 mm-hmm. points is, is easily attainable for him to get that. He's got to go up against some some teams that uh, have some suspect goaltending or some suspect teams, that, that is. You know, they just played the Jets. They'll probably not be able to get a hat trick or a four point night against the Jets tomorrow night. They're just a, a pretty solid squad. But then they got the Flames, who are struggling. The Canucks for four games, who again, not a very good team at this point. And then they got the Habs, who are mm-hmm. floundering themselves. And then they got the Canucks again. So they don't really play like too many top tier playoff teams the rest of the way. They have they play just a two pack against the Canadians who right now don't even look like a playoff team, but they got them twice. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they don't play another playoff team the rest of the way. I guess technically they have the, the jets again tomorrow too, but after that, okay, no more playoff teams. So, you know, I think this is completely in reach for McDavid. And I think this dude is just going to put, put it in overdrive and end up with a hundred points. Yeah. He, if you're wondering in his last 10 games, cause he's got 10 games to go here in his last 10 games, he has 19 points. The same amount that he needs to get in the next 10 games. So he's basically, he's got to replicate uh, his last three weeks to be able to, to get to a hundred, which again would be nuts. He's the runaway heart trophy candidate. Like he's the only candidate right now. I saw some Bruins uh, reporters and writers on Twitter floating in the last couple of days. Like, Hey, brand Marshawn, sneaky dark horse heart trophy candidate. Like, no, 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 there's, there's no other can. There's no candidate. That's not Connor McDavid. Like he's going to win MVP. I don't, no one else even needs to really be discussed to me at this point um it's just too too much production um gil martin here host of the locked on nhl podcast join me every monday for the three biggest stories from across the nhl including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league check out the locked on nhl podcast every monday available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts yeah we'll talk about the tv contracts in the nhl coming up before we take a break though Let's uh, look at a couple of Stanley Cup bets. And before that, actually, let's even look in the East Division. And I'm wondering how you see it working out both the rest of the regular season for seeding and how it works out once it comes playoff time. Because I think you could really make a case for picking any of the four teams that are currently one through four in the East Division. Pittsburgh sits at the top with 67 points. Washington's in second with 66. The Islanders, who are uh, plateauing maybe a little bit, are down at 63. And then the Bruins are at 60. Um, If you want odds on the regular season champ for the East Division, uh, you are looking at, hold on, I had them right here, Pittsburgh at plus 120, Washington at plus 140, Boston and the Islanders are at plus 700. I think I, I might want to go playoff time, but I'm coming around on Boston a little bit. 
Paul's looked really good for them. Mm. Like Riley has looked really good for them. Curtis Lazar has been good. I've heard on their fourth line. Um, I, I, I don't know who to pick the Bruins. I might be leaning towards funny enough, even though they're fourth out of the four. It's funny you say that because yesterday I took a lot of flack on my radio show on TSN overdrive. I came out uh-huh. and said, I believe that the Bruins are going to come out of this division. And I don't All know right. if, they, if there's enough games, enough runway for them to, uh, if you're making a bet to win the division for the regular season, I don't know if there's enough runway for them to, to get all the way up to Pittsburgh and, and, and Washington. That's probably a safer bet to go with one of those two. But if you're talking about Stanley Cup, who can win the playoffs and mm-hmm. represent the East Division in the in the Final Four, I'm with you, man. I think the Boston Bruins could do it. They're six and two since uh, since the trade deadline, since making the move to bring in Lazar, to bring in Taylor Hall, to bring in Mike Riley. They've really added another element to that team by giving them some secondary scoring with Taylor Hall, who has actually provided a lot more offense with them than than he did with Buffalo. And uh, they're they're getting some good goaltending right now. And it's funny enough, everyone kind of poo-poos their their defense because you know they lost Zidane Ochara, they lost Tori Krug, they didn't really replace them with much. And yet, still, this team is only allowed they're fourth in the league in goals allowed. Like mm-hmm. they're still a very tight knit team that plays a, a good structured game and doesn't allow a lot of chances, doesn't allow a lot of goals. And now they're starting to score a lot more than they were earlier in the year with that second layer of scoring with Taylor Hall added to the second line. They're getting hot at the right time. I really think the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins are, are going to be a problem once the playoffs roll around in the East. That's funny. We agree on that because I did not see that you had said that. So that we both are in agreement that it's Boston uh, is funny because I think majority would not pick them. And if you look at the Stanley Cup odds, Vegas can't decide who they like the most. Boston, no. Pittsburgh, and Washington are all at plus 1,200 to win the Stanley Cup. And the Islanders are not that far behind at plus 1,400. So I got so much flack, too, yesterday from like listeners and yeah. from the, the co-hosts on the show for being like Boston over Washington and Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? Really? Really? Like, <laughs> like listen, this is a gut feeling. The way that they're playing right now, they're getting hot at the right time. And then the, the counter argument was Pittsburgh's nine and one in their last 10 games. And, and you know, mm-hmm. they've won a lot recently and they've skyrocketed up to first in the division. Joe, go take a look at who Pittsburgh's played in the last 10 games. They've played one playoff team in their last 11, just one playoff team. So, They've been picking up wins and racking up wins against New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, or um, uh, Buffalo, the Rangers, right? They're just racking up all these wins against these bottom feeder teams in the division. But once they have to come up against the Capitals, which they do got a two-pack coming up, and and then in the playoffs, they got the Bruins, maybe the Islanders. I think it'll be a lot tougher for them to get wins. So for me, I, I just don't see Pittsburgh as the cream of the crop of this division. So for that, I think it's between Boston and Washington for me. And I'm just giving the nod to Boston, kind of a gut feeling type thing. And they've got the better goaltending. And I think goaltending says a lot once you get to the playoffs. I think a lot of that blowback, too, is just no, nobody wants to hear, oh, Boston's the best team. You know, n- nobody, and especially in Toronto. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I hate the Bruins. It, right. I almost vomited having it come out of my mouth into a yeah. Toronto radio station. I'm sure there was people driving down the highway that were – like trying to punch their their radio because I said something so <laughs> ridiculous, but that's hey, right. It's what I believe. You know, I'm not here for hot takes. I'm here for the right takes. My <laughs> right take, I believe, is that the Boston Bruins right now, as it stands, are the class of the East. 
I agree. We'll take a timeout here. We'll switch gears to off the ice. There's a massive new TV deal between the NHL and two new broadcast partners in the United States. So we'll talk about the details of that and what it could mean for the broadcast, which I'm very excited about. I'm very pumped about this announcement. And I'll tell you why when we come back here in the Lockdown NHL podcast with Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. A word for bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine for these Sabre games. You could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On NHL podcast with Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano. Tomorrow, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. There's been a lot of cooperation between Locked On and the Draft Network already. Like, there's overlap. Like, I know from what well, the yeah, w- we- Go ahead. 
Well, yeah, I was going to say there, there's so like Joe Marino, who I'm sure you're very yeah. familiar with locked on bills. He's one of the founding yep. members of the draft network. Uh, you've got uh, Trevor Kyle, Sykema. Yep. Kyle, Kyle Crab. Like, yeah, like there's so many guys who who started with the draft network, but they really started with locked on. And, you know, that's right. how they their kind of friendship and their their po- these podcasts started. And then they they got a, a you know they started their own little draft network and it's been fantastic i you know like i said we, we were talking football before the show started and the amount of hours i've spent on you know the the draftnetwork.com <laughs> me too over the last couple of weeks is 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 mind-boggling me too it's my it really is like their site is awesome it's my go-to for like my the mock draft simulator simulator is yep. the easiest to use i think by far their rankings page is usually what i'm referencing um, like when I'm looking at like someone asks me, he's like, Oh, what do you think for the bills at offensive line? I am not walking around with who the best guards are in the draft uh, offhand. <laughs> so I'll just throw up draft network and be like, Oh, this guy's ranked at uh, 15. Like, Oh, if he falls a little bit, you know, like th- I'll, I'll really like to reference draft network. So if you're into the NFL draft, you definitely should check out their site. Um, all right, back to hockey. We got new TV deals for the NHL. NBC is out. They withdrew their bidding for the second TV package. And you know what? Like, I don't want to make too much of a parade out of this because I'm sure there are plenty of incredibly great people that work not just in front of the camera, but behind the scenes at NBC that might now be without a job. And that sucks. I mean, that really does suck from a from a consumer perspective and from someone that watches these broadcasts and has watched these broadcasts consistently for the last decade plus. I am thrilled that they are they are done with NBC. Because I think that product has just been so stagnant. It has been the same looking thing. It sounds the same. It looks the same year after year after year. Other than a couple of changes over 10 years, it's been the same anal- analyst, the same studio, the same format. You know, it, it, it really has catered to a, an audience that doesn't know about hockey. Like there have been times where they've explained what offsides is. And I'm just like pulling my hair out because can I get – some sort of analysis that's not just the dumbest form of it. Um, <laughs> now, I think that could also happen on ESPN and with Turner Sports. The reason I'm really excited about Turner Sports is with their other broadcasts, the NBA, with when they had soccer, with the Champions League, like they were different. They were trying different things all the time, different segments. Like every week it maybe looked different. Um, and the, the money part of this as well is huge for the league. Turner's getting the second TV deal for $225 million per year. ESPN will be paying $400 million per year for the next seven years. Four of those Stanley Cup finals in that time span will go to ESPN. Three will go to Turner Sports. Um, So I threw a lot at you there. I think my biggest takeaway, though, would be I'm excited as a consumer. And two, I think this has got to mean that the salary cap is uh, going to go up relatively soon. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's like my biggest takeaway. Obviously, you being an American, you actually get to consume the products. I don't. (laughs) I get to watch what we have up here in Canada. Um, But but also we do like have NBC games on like Sundays. And and you're right. We do have like the just the the crappy. There's a difference. I can tell you that there is a big difference between when the Canadian program uh, produces a show, hockey specifically compared to Americans. But You're right. When it comes to this, the first thing that goes to my mind is they mentioned back in the summer when they were doing everything that there could be a flat cap for five seasons, as much as five years in the making. I wonder if these new TV deals 
have changed things. I don't know if we'll see a rise in the cap this year because of how much money has been lost over the course of the year and a half since the pandemic, but or season and a half, I guess, since the pandemic. But yep. I I don't think it's going to be five years anymore. Like it, it again, I'm not a capologist. I don't really know the details or financials of anything, but you've got to assume like that's a big chunk of change coming to the NHL. And that should offset a lot of these losses going forward year after year and should put some more money in the pockets of these players. And we should see the cap rise a lot sooner than we envisioned like seven months ago. Yeah, that's right. And uh, a couple other minor, more minor details of this uh, of this new broadcast deal. Gary Bettman actually is speaking while we're announcing this. Um, I know he is saying that they envision continuing the NHL network in some form. That has been a, a, a network that has been put on by NBC. Um, so they envision that going forward in some form. It didn't sound like anything specific there yet. Bettman was also asked about the rights for the World Cup of Hockey, which I thought was funny that he even got that question because it's been five years since that happened and it only happened the one time before you have to go back another 10 years. So I thought it was interesting. He even got that question, but Batman just said nothing that we can discuss right now. Uh, it's a joint production with the NHLPA, and the rights will have to be settled jointly. I guess I'm saying the rights will have to be settled jointly means that I guess it could come back, um, but nothing on the world cup of hockey yet. Do you need to see the world cup of hockey get back? I, I thought it was neat, but I didn't, I don't need it. Well, here's the thing. If, if they go back to the Olympics, like we're assuming that they will, I don't think they need it. But if they don't, then I think it's necessary to give the fans a best on best tournament. So really, to me, depends whether or not they end up going to the Olympics. So that, that that's kind of my feeling on the World Cup of Hockey. Yep. It was really just a placeholder to give the fans a, a best on best tournament because they didn't go to uh, to Pyeongchang back in, in 2018. And they didn't plan on going either. So that's why they, they did it in what they do in 2016, I think 2016. Yeah. 2016. So yeah, I, I take it or leave it. I don't really care if we see it, but if we don't go to the Olympic games next year, um, then I, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets tabled to get, or if that, the talks resurface to reintroduce that into the, into the schedule. And last thing on the show and last thing on this subject uh, do we want to see Charles Barkley doing NHL coverage? <laughs> I do. I know that he will know oh. nothing about the game itself, but the man is entertaining. And um, you know what? Like, I, I can get my hockey experts everywhere. And I, if I just want to be entertained and someone just throwing hot takes around um, and not being afraid to say anything, I, I, I would like to see Chuck on these broadcasts. They could be interesting. Didn't you just complain that NBC didn't give okay, you yes. analysis and now yes. you Charles this Barkley would... to come in and talk nonsense? That you're right. You're right. Like that. That's a fair criticism. The difference here would be this would actually be entertaining, though. I mean, when they're explaining offsides, you got Brian Boucher explaining offsides. It's not. It's kind of boring, you know. So at least I've got that. But I, I, I get your point there. I, I don't need too much of it. Just maybe a little bit, little taste. Charles how about, Barkley and Joe. How about Chance the Rapper? Um, oh, from the SNL skit. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Like, why not? They, they're going to do that. I think they're going to do something like that. As a big soccer fan that watched years of the, I mean, years, it was maybe two, three years that TNT had the champions league coverage. They were bringing in guys from other sports all the time. Like they had Steve Nash 
talking about soccer. Um, they had big uh, soccer. He almost went pro. He tried right. out for the Vancouver Whitecaps in the MLS right. when he uh, hung it up in basketball. Like right. he's a real good and, and knowledgeable soccer player, almost as knowledgeable as he is in basketball. So that that That's one right. makes a little bit of sense. But you're right. There's got to be a couple a uh, couple of guys out there who are pretty knowledgeable and maybe were two sport athletes growing up and um, mm. potentially could you know do a crossover and and talk some hockey and be somewhat knowledgeable while also being a flashy name to have on the, on the broadcast that might bring some, some eyes and some viewers from, you know, other sports, which I think is yeah. the point of doing these, you know, semi gimmicky things. How about uh JJ Watt? Hey, JJ Watt. Hey. He, played, he played hockey. I know as a kid and he's, there's been videos of him in recent years. Like, like he could skate and shoot. Um, he's Wisconsin he's, boy, isn't he? Yeah. Wisconsin. And he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's interesting. You know, like he'll say stuff. Um, I mean, he's got football to deal with, so he wouldn't be able to participate in the fall. Um, but maybe JJ Watt. Let's 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 see him on the NHL broadcast. I'm I'm just let's get crazy. TNT is the one I'm more excited about because they really will try anything, and if it doesn't work, they'll be like, all right, fine, we'll get rid of it. You know, they're not afraid to do that. So question. I'm I'm excited. Good. Question. Uh, yep. This may be this be a, a very dumb question. I should know the answer to this, but. Who is Bally Sports Network connected to? Are they connected to uh, to one of those to to Turner or anyone? Do you know? Um, I saw something about them yesterday, and I didn't read about it, so I don't know. No, I think they are Fox. Are they Fox? Okay, okay, because yeah, I've seen so many, so many uh, like Bally Sports broadcasts popping up recently, and I was curious where they kind of came from because they it's they, like a totally revamped new sports network in the states, and and I'm just I wasn't familiar with it, and over the past I don't know, maybe year or so, they've they've really started to to put a lot of uh, you know productions mm-hmm. on, I suppose, and. And my main uh, takeaway from their hockey productions is that they have the scoreboard and ticker down at the bottom. And that yeah. drives me crazy. <laughs> and I hope to goodness yeah. that uh, when ESPN and uh, and Turner takes over, they do not adopt I- that new era yeah. stuff. I, I don't want it. I want it up at the top. I don't want to have to look at the bottom. It also bugged me in NHL. They did the same thing, like in the video game. It just bugs me like no tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Bally Sports is actually has replaced like the Fox Sports regional networks. So like you used to okay. have like Fox Sports West, Fox Sports Arizona, like all those. That's Bally Sports now. Um, and then that that actually reminds me because they are doing a lot of streaming stuff. And we meant to talk about streaming. We should do that over here real quick at the end because that's a big part of these TV deals also. The ESPN side, they are going to have a ton of games on ESPN Plus and streamed on ESPN. And then Turner is going to be streaming their games on HBO Max. And there will be some games exclusively streamed on HBO Max. And I was never a fan of the NBC app, like using it for streaming. It would cut out a lot. Um, That was my personal experience with it. And I've never had those issues with ESPN Plus or HBO Max. So... I'm excited for the streaming part of this as well. And as someone that is a cord cutter, that was big for me. Um, I assumed it was going to happen. That's kind of the way of the future for, for, for sports. Um, but I am glad that it's confirmed now that all, like all these games that are going to be televised and ad- additional ones that won't be are going to be uh, available streamed wise. 
I am one of the rare exceptions to the rule of millennials <laughs> where I have not yet <laughs> record. I've kept the cable box and uh, I recommend people keep their cable boxes as long as possible so that gentlemen like myself and Joe can stay employed. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That, don't don't cut the cord. <laughs> um, that, that I never thought of that angle from it, but you're right. <laughs> um All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on today's podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. We got the playoffs coming in just a few weeks, so we'll continue to preview them as they uh, continue to get closer. And you can check out more on the Sabres and the Leafs with me on Locked on Sabres and with Mike on Locked on Leafs. This has been the Locked on NHL podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked on NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked on NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.